Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everyone. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and we have just had such a good month of talking about this verse. We have Melissa Kruger with us, um, and she works for the Gospel Coalition. She is an author, um, and we've been talking about what does it look like to live life together as Christians and, and, and to bring other people into that, to share the gospel and our lives with other people. So the verse we've been memorizing this month, I hope that you already have it memorized. If, if I say it, I hope that you are in your mind going, yeah, I know this, I know this. So it, it says this, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. It's it's just so good. And uh, welcome back, Melissa. I'm so glad to have you with us today. I know, it's so good to be here. We just discovered that we're tea sisters that we both drink a lot of, of tea. And for those of you who drink coffee, we aren't going to judge you, but we are better than you. So, <laughs> I mean, there, you know, the Boston tea party was not fought over coffee. Like the, no. the people were getting upset because there was a tax on that tea. Not that's right. <laughs> tea is important guys. Yeah. If you haven't, yeah. if you haven't come around to it yet, you know, we can, we can share that gospel with you on another episode, <laughs> the tea gospel. All right. So we're talking about the real gospel. Um, and there is this quote that I've heard Christians say a lot. Um, it's by St. Francis. And it says this, preach the gospel at all times, sometimes use words. What do you think about that, Melissa? Does that line up with what our verse is talking about? How or how not? Yeah, I think... In one sense, it does. And I think in another sense, we can always be a little bit careful um, because mm-hmm. in this verse, what I what I do love um, that Paul says is we delighted not only to share the gospel, but the, the reality is if you're going to make sure to share one thing, the gospel is primary. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we definitely want to make sure that when we talk to people, they know we're more than just a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's a reality. I live in the South and so there, there, it's really easy to just be the nice person, um, oh, yeah. in, in our culture. That's cultural... why people like you people. Yeah. Everybody's oh. like, oh, I love Southerners. They're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and it can just, it, it can just be, um, you're pleasant to be around. Mm-hmm. We, we want people to know, um, deeply what has changed us. Um, Because I'm actually not a nice person. I'm actually a hot mess who needs Mm -hmm. help. And so if you Mm -hmm. see anything good in me, um, Mm -hmm. it's actually this guy, Jesus, who changed my life. Yeah. And and so so both are so needed, are spoken good news about what is changing us. But yet Mm -hmm. our lives really matter. Our lives should be preaching the gospel. Um, In fact, I think you see this when... um, I think it's Paul who says, always be prepared. It may be Peter. I think it's Peter. Uh, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within you. Do you remember where that mm-hmm. is? That sounds so bad, but. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I do feel like it's Peter. I think it's in, yeah. is it in first Peter at the end? Yeah, it sounds like, it, I was thinking, it, it sounds I'm like. I'm seeing, well, like, so we'll I'm such a it. visual person. I'm seeing it on the page in my Bible where it's at, in my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And so he's uh-huh. saying, 
always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that's in you. Well, you know, we spend a lot of time on that verse being prepared, but, but people are actually coming up to you and asking, tell me about the hope that's in you. So the only reason they're going to actually see something different in our lives, the life preached to them, and then we're prepared also to give the answer. So both go hand in hand. I really think, um, you know, we want our lives to impact others in that they have to question, huh, is everything I've heard about Christians true? Aren't they these mean, angry, judgmental people? And then they're like, well, but you're so nice. <laughs> or you're so kind. What's funny to me is like, usually then it's like, oh, well, you're not one of those. You probably don't even go to church then, right? Because you're, <laughs> you seem like one of those, like, you know, the borderline Christians, like you say you believe it, but you're just, it's more like cultural. Whereas I feel like the reality is the people who are genuine Christians are the ones who are the most, you know, radically kind. Yes. Yes. And in some sense, I feel the church has gotten a lot of bad press because when I read the most encouraging book this year, it was on the history of Christianity. Um, Mm. It's by Sharon James and it, it goes through in every generation, like the, the amazing ways Christians made a difference in the world in huge ways from helping with hunger to helping with orphan care, to you know, just all these different ways. It's so encouraging. Their lives were transformed by the gospel, not just mm-hmm. their words. Their mm-hmm. lives were transformed and it impacted people. So, I, I mean, I just think where the gospel is really proclaimed, both will be true. Um, yeah. Life will match the words. Yeah. And Paul acknowledged some are going to preach the gospel with wrong motives. I mean, some people were going around in his day trying to heal people and do things to get a big following. He was, he was seeing that happen. So that's going to be happening mm-hmm. in our day too. But mm-hmm. where we see the true gospel proclaimed, there will be true lives changed, starting with the person proclaiming <laughs> the yeah. truth of the gospel. Yeah. I mean, Paul, Paul is the same guy who also says, of all the sinners, I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. So he understands, more than anybody, he understands the impact of the, of the gospel on his own life and the need that he has for the gospel. And the more that we recognize that, the more that it is beautiful to us and, it, and our lives are beautiful to other people because we are the, the humblest people because we know ourselves well enough to know how badly we need it. And because we know that, we want to share with other people because we recognize the state that we're in without it, mm-hmm. which is tremendously terrible. <laughs> So I don't tremendously terrible. <laughs> really, it, it's a good de- it's a good description. It's a good description. Tremendously terrible is yeah. the state. I think sometimes like how bad would I be if Jesus hadn't rescued? I'm bad enough. Like I'm still struggling. How bad I mean, would it I be? You know? I mean, before I became a Christian when I was in college and before I knew Christ, before I mean, like, I just look at the hot mess that I was and I'm still a hot mess, but at least it's like, I'm working on it. And there I was just like, blah, you know, just doing my own thing. And man, it was, yeah, you follow, like you follow the end of that too. And it just gets, the older you get, the less beautiful it becomes. Yeah. That lifestyle of selfishness and of, you know, chasing after other things, it becomes more and more ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, we need it. I need it. Mm-hmm. Melissa needs it. We all need it. Y'all need it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's uh, so, so Melissa wrote this book um, about living this life in life ministry, life on life 
gospel ministry. We've been talking a little bit back and forth a little bit about mentoring, and you can go back and listen to our other episodes where we talk about that. But I just want to like talk to those of you out there who have been hearing this conversation and feeling like, I want that. I want that. How do I do that? Um, so what would you say, Melissa, to somebody who's listening to this, who's like, I'm, you know, I've never been mentored. I don't know what would that even, how do I even start? Yeah, I think that's a good question and always kind of difficult. I would always say this. Don't start by asking someone, will you mentor me? Because that terrifies everyone. <laughs> um, it, it terrifies everyone. I mean, because even someone asked me, and I'm like, what do they want from me? I'm not good. I wouldn't, why, <laughs> why, why are they asking me? And, and I wrote a book on the topic, and I still feel intimidated when someone asks mm-hmm. me that. But I think I, I always say the best thing to do is so if you if you see someone in your context that you admire um, for whatever mm-hmm. reason to say, hey, I I love how you talk about your prayer time. Could we get coffee? And could you explain to me a little more about that? I really want to grow my prayer life. Um, mm. And I would always be specific because there's also a little bit of scariness when somebody just says, can we get coffee? I'm like, did I do something wrong? So if you can say, hey, I, or, yeah. or even just say, hey, I really enjoy um, what you say in Bible study, or I just, you seem to have a lot of wisdom. Can we get mm. together and get coffee or tea? You know, we might say tea. Yes. Um, <laughs> could, Clearly. Could we, could we get together and um, could you just help me understand what it, what it means to grow in my faith a little bit? Can we talk about that mm. and just ask for one, one meeting. And then you might say at the end of that meeting, Hey, if it was helpful, um, Hey, this was really helpful. Would it be okay if I called you in a month? and asked you or followed up with some questions. Um, most people mm. are going to be really acceptable. You know, that's, that's, that's a totally easy on-ramp with someone. And mm. then if you, if you find it beneficial and you've met with maybe a couple times, you've gotten to know her a little bit and you've actually figured out, Hey, this person I really admire, I would say um, it's really good to go to them with a specific request. Would you be mm. willing to read this book with me for the next eight months? And we meet once a month to read this book. Um, that's very tangible. It's a tangible ask. Um, this would help me. It helps the mentor know what to do and what you're looking for. (laughs) Um, because sometimes it's, it's a little overwhelming or, or to say, Hey, I really love watching your family. Let's say you're a single woman and you look at this family. Would it be okay if I went with you to your kid's soccer game sometimes and just sat on the sideline with you and chatted with you while we did that? Yeah. I mean, that's a great way. I mean, if anybody asked me that, I would be like, <laughs> I love you. Uh-huh. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I will say, honestly, if you want mentors who have kids, the best way through them is their kids. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like we talked in the last episode about my friend who started babysitting me. The fact mm-hmm. that she babysitting me, babysitting my children. Sorry, that's <laughs> correctly. Um, but she loved my kids, and my kids loved her. And when she would walk in the door, and they are yelling, "Miss Angela, Miss Angela," you know, I mean, you're going to love this person. And she just yeah. would come, and it was easy to have her in my home because I didn't feel like my kids were an inconvenience to her. So she was willing to share my life with me, yeah. and I could share. Yeah. We, it was, it was mutual. So she would come in, I'd be cooking. We'd be, I mean, I remember so many conversations we've had over my stove 
yeah. um, flipping stuff and cooking, but she was willing to just enter into some of that crazy and mm-hmm. th- just, just letting an older woman know, Hey, I'm willing to come to you, um, mm-hmm. is, is really beneficial. And they're probably, you know, older women are lonely too. <laughs> um, so they're yeah. probably really thankful to have someone while they're folding laundry and doing some pretty mundane task. Um, mm-hmm. her life, I'll be honest, most of the time when we would meet and talk about it, I was like, her life felt so much more exciting than me. I'd be like, tell me about the date you went on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my life is just very right. boring every day. And so she was doing, she was going to seminary. I was like, tell me about the class you're in. I wanted to be mm-hmm. out of some of my world. So being yeah. in relationship with someone who is in a totally different stage than me was refreshing to me too. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it felt much more exciting than my life in those days. Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, I think that's, that's a great place to start. Like it's really not that hard to invite somebody to have coffee or tea or lunch or something like that. Like that just seems very doable. And also, you know, I just think I have been asked that question before, like, will you mentor me? And I'm, I am, I'm always like, ah, Ah, uh, what do you want? How much time? When are we meeting? And to be able to incorporate that time into your life, it's not just that that's easier, but it's also beneficial because you're that's when you're actually living life together because the the not real life is when you get to go away and have coffee. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. We had a we had a gal who lived with us for Oh gosh, like a year and a half. And she was in college and it was awesome. My kids still talk about her and, Mm. you know, she lives across the country and sometimes we get to see her and she's just lovely, but it was this beautiful relationship of like, she was around, she was around when I was around and all day long when, you know, I've got little bitties running around my house. I have somebody that isn't a a real adult that I can talk to, which is like, (laughs) If you're not in that stage of life, it is huge. So anybody who is a college student, find a mommy who is stay-at-home mommy, and there's your gal. Just put a big target on her back and ask her if if you can come over while she's hanging out with her kids or meet her at the playground. And I mean, win, win, win. Everybody wins. Yes. Yes. I mean, it really is. And I've watched this. I've watched my daughter. She's off at college now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a great way to even get involved in your church. Um, Mm -hmm. it's been so sweet to see when the way their church organizes it, they organize college students with families. And so Mm -hmm. my daughter's whole house got COVID. They were quarantined early on in the pandemic and, um, this family brought them dinner and just, you know, lovingly provided a meal for them. And I've watched my daughter on the other hand say, Hey, we want to care for you. Can we just babysit your kids so you can go out? You know, and they just wanted to, they wanted to pour back into these yeah. families. It, it wasn't, it was something that they delighted in. They want to know little kids at the church because mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not around little kids. And so um, it was, it was fun to see how that's what the church should look like. The sharing what I have, I'm going to offer to you and what you have, you can offer to me. Um, and that's yeah. a beautiful thing without either demanding it of the other. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> I, you, you know, it shouldn't be this, Hey, I'll mentor you if you'll watch my kids so I can have a date night with my husband. That's not, that's yeah. not what we're talking about. And I think this is really important for it to be life on life ministry, 
both have to be interested in serving and loving the other. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I can't go into a mentoring relationship with an older woman and just expect her to solve my problems. I need to remember that she's living a life in a fallen world too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while her life might look together to me, there are struggles in every season. You know, I've had older women in my life who are taking care of elderly parents and watching Mm. them die and dealing with dementia and dealing with Mm. just really hard things. And I'm not in that season right now, Um, but I'm learning as I'm watching them do that. And them being able to share the hardship of that with me prepares Mm. me for the next season. Whereas if I was just like, oh, we're just talking about my problems today. That's not how it, you know, it has to be mutual. Um, that older woman in your life has, has real things going on too. So ask her, how can I pray for you? Uh, that there's this mutuality that, that can really happen in mentoring. Mm-hmm. What would you say to like an older woman? I mean, you don't even have to be that old really, but somebody who, who feels like, man, I would, I, I feel like I have a lot to give. I would love to mentor somebody is what do you do with that? Like, do you approach somebody and just say, Hey, love to have coffee with you, you know, even though I'm twice as old as you are, you think I'm a grandma or whatever, you know, like, how do you, what would you say to that, the older, you know, woman? Yeah. If you find yourself available to mentor younger women, I would say the first step is to go where they are. Um, It's Mm -hmm. easy to choose small groups and things that with everybody who looks like us age and stage, I would, I would try to choose the small group that has some younger people in it. So you can get to know them. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also go to the things that, that they're going to, you know, so if there's a thing, you know, like a event in the evening that has is multi-generational go to it. Um, I would also, and this is a little, uh, it's a challenge I would give to older women that I would not give to younger women. Younger women, I might say, get off social media. Older women, <laughs> yeah. older women, I would say it might be helpful to be there because you're going to learn a lot about some of the younger women by what's being posted and what's going on. And mm-hmm. if you're like uh, wanting to meet with some teens, follow them on social media. It's going to give you interesting things to talk about. But it is how people are sharing <laughs> their lives right now, mm-hmm. even even young moms. Because um, yeah. sometimes I look at young moms and goodness gracious, I feel all the pressure for them. I am so glad I didn't have social media when I had young I kids. Like now Same. you have to put the month, one month old, two month old, three month old <laughs> sticker on your child and take a picture. And there's a lot of pressure. And there I would is. just, you know, and I only know that because I'm on social media. So yeah. there, there's something about, I, I am mm. on social media as part of understanding what's going on in our world. Um, yeah. It's definitely not where we go looking for fellowship. I'm not there doing those things. I know that that is not going to provide it. I have real mm. friends in real life, but there's a part of being on there that helps us know a younger generation. Um, because that's where they are and that's where they're sharing. That is a really good word. I think sometimes we, we want to just throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it's, but it is, it is, there are things about social media that are positive and good. And it's a way that, um, younger people communicate with each other Mm -hmm. and keep in contact with one another. And so they need help in that department, just like we all do. Um, but if you don't speak that language, if you don't even know what they're talking about, you're, you you will be inept in those conversations and not helpful. So yeah, and it might provide the opportunity. Hey, I saw you posted your dad died. Um, mm-hmm. That you gave him such a loving tribute 
do you want to get coffee and talk about it sometime? I mean, that can be your end with the younger woman to say, yeah. Hey, my dad died a few years ago. Can I, I know how hard this is just, you know, can I, mm-hmm. can I help in any way um, to mm-hmm. come to them? But you only knew that because she happened to post his obituary on social media. I mean, so yeah. there, there's just some, that's where we're sharing about our lives. And then a lot of people won't share now because they assume you saw it on social media. So it's just something yep. that we have to be aware of. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's just a reality. I don't, you know, it's just how people share these days. And so it is. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's good for older women to just be aware. Well, I, I feel like we're running out of time, Melissa, but I feel like there's a lot of good, good things there. A lot of great applications for us to kind of chew on and think about, um, the season, whatever season that you're in, listener, um, would you be praying about how can I be in community with people who are ahead of me and people who are who are behind me? How can I be connecting intergenerationally? How can I be getting poured into and also pouring into other people? And the value in that, I mean, I've seen over my own lifetime is is you can't, you can't even put a price tag on it. It's invaluable. It's, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things that you can do with your life. So put that before the Lord. I hope this has been a a great month for you. And as we kind of bring it around to a close, um, if you're looking for further resources, we're going to have links on uh, our show notes to Melissa's book about mentoring. Uh, It's called growing together. Um, And just maybe we'll have a few other things there, some resources for you to to check out as you're thinking about what it, what would this look like for me to do this? And that book that she wrote also, it's, it's super practical. It's not a book about mentoring. It's a book to be used while you're mentoring. It is a mentoring book. (laughs) It's a tool. Um, So it's awesome. Uh, So you check that out. And uh, I hope that this, this conversation that we've had will spawn um, some growth in your own life and, and in my life as well. I know I've, I've benefited just from talking about this, but I do feel convicted. Like I don't have a mentor right now. Mm. I should probably do, be looking, be praying about that. So I hope it's, I hope it's convicted you like it's convicted me. And, and Melissa, thank you so, so, so much for just giving your time to us and our listeners and, and sharing your expertise with us. Thanks so much for having me and for all you do to get scripture into our hearts. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Amen. Yes, that's where it's at. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.